on the Judy. And today's guest is West Ham superstar Michael Antonio. What's going on? Nothing much, nothing much. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for coming on. It means a lot. Um, one thing I've got to say is early days of your Instagram, like you used to big up your celeb barber, HD cuts, and now you've got Cameron. What you just done with him? Nah, bro, it's just like, obviously, you got to a certain time in my life where I was like, no, I've never grown my hair. Let me grow it just before I might not have it, you know? <laughs> Is that a boredom thing? Like, because you're a pro and, you know, like, you just got time and you just thought, let me just grow my hair. Because there's another one of my mates who we both know, he went from skin fade to dreads like that. I'm actually yeah, thinking, what is fair. going on? I'm bald, so I'm I'm stressed, but this is a madness. Like, no, nah, to be fair, as a footballer, you, you you constantly want to change your hair. Like, you you think, what's the next style? Because you you always watch yourself back on TV, and you're like, oh, I'm actually feeling this trim, like. <laughs> and so you you change it to you find what you want. Ain't your people telling you that oh, you shouldn't get that style, or you just watch it yourself? No, I watch it myself, man. Like, literally, um, what was it? 2015, 2016 season. I had like the high top. Yeah. But I realised, yeah, that I didn't have, I didn't grow the back. <laughs> and like at the back of my head, just it, like, it looked awful. You should have done the Snoop Dogg thing. Just the side plats. <laughs> <laughs> nah, anyway, yeah. Just wanted to know what was going on. Um, Let's go straight into it, yeah. Um, This was a big one because it was local as well. Boxing Day. And you're mashing up a mad, mad car that anyone would dream of having. Talk we us through that. One Boxing Day. <laughs> what was it? It was Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> All the same, bro. It, it was, was during Christmas the holidays. Day. What a Christmas present for the day for the for the house. <sighs> this conversation's very like, because <laughs> still to this day it's hurt me. Like Where people, I miss that express car. Express yourself, bro, man. So basically, yeah. Obviously, driving, slippery road. Obviously, in the car, it holds corners nicely, in it? So yeah. I'm going like 30, maybe 35. Yeah, on the 30 road. <laughs> and it holds corners. So I'm thinking, I don't even need to brake. I'm just going to go around the corner. I do it all the time because obviously, it's low, it just holds the road. Yeah. Sick car. As I'm going around the corner, it skids. So as it skids, I shit myself. <laughs> And I slam on the brakes. Worst thing you can do on ice, yeah, oh. is slam on the brakes because you just speed up. You're kind of meant to just like, like just go, go with it type yeah. thing. Slam on the brakes, just skid. But I like, I've just gone up the curb. But I don't remember it. It was just, everything just happened slow. <laughs> and then I'm seeing smoke come out of the front of the car. The, car, the engine's in the back. So I'm thinking, but the car's going to blow up, even though it's just the airbags. <laughs> yeah, that. having to jump out of the passenger side, the tiny car. Is that like a... It's like a, what you call it, like a crash scene in a movie. But I saw the pictures in the paper, I was thinking, no way. It's a madness. And then the thing is, I'm in the snowman costume as well. <laughs> like, I don't get why I didn't take it off in there instead of yeah, getting yeah. out. I confiscate people's phones. I'm like, take your phone, give me your phone, give See, me your what? phone. What but the... I'm, I'm taking people's phones. Taking people's phones. But the only person who, whose phone I didn't take was the owner of the house. Yeah, and then she it. was the one who come out and blogging. It's Shut not up. even her garden, bruv. Shut up. It's not, I don't even want to say that. Actually, yeah, don't, don't, don't say that. It's not even her garden, bruv. So she lives around the corner. So she's attached to the garden. Okay. But her garden was on that side. It was some next guy who I spoke to afterwards. Yeah. It was his garden. He was cool. But she's like, oh, Lamborghini landed in my garden. It's not even her garden. And then she sold the story again this year. Was that her? I'm going to throw a brick for a window. <laughs> what Lambo was it? What Lambo was it? Just for. At um, Pafamante. Um, so it was a Hurricane Paphromantic was a rare car, hard to get. And what's going on with that? It's just obviously I was struggling to get insurance this year, bruv. No one went to insure me. I like I had to go to specialist insurance to get insurance. So my insurance this year is a madness. <laughs> so what are you driving now? I got a G sixty three. Not bad. Staying yeah. high up. To be crashes. fair, they were offering me ten thousand pounds for an A three to insure. Yeah. They're treating, you like, or, they're treating you like a new driver. Or get a G63 and pay double the price. I bought driver G63 instead of an A3. So I'd rather pay 20 grand and drive a G63 instead of paying 10 grand and buy driving an A3. Fair enough. Drive, pay for your comfort, innit? 
Exactly. Anyway, apart from apart from that little blip, you're not really you're not your name's not really out there for like all the lifestyle going out and getting papped and stuff. How have you stayed away from all of that? Cause I don't really go out. Like I'm quite chilled. Like I'll go out every now and then. To be fair, I'm, you- I'm out. I'm out every now and then, but I'm not flashy. So when I'm out, I'm not spending money. I'm not doing shows. Yeah, I'm buying. I'll go out. I'll get a table, but I'm buying one bottle of Hennessy, and I'm going through my bottle of Hennessy. If there's three men, I'm buying two, two or three bottles of Hennessy. Yeah, and we're going through that because that's all I need. That's what I need for my night. I don't need people to notice me. Yeah, you don't need the light shows. I don't need the light shows. Yeah. To be fair, I learned. I went out with my mate, and he was like, the light, the you know, the sparklers would come out, and he'd literally grab them all and just throw them into the ice and stuff. He's like, nah, 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 I don't need them. When I order my drinks, I go, do not bring any sparklers. I, I, I literally first thing I say, do not bring nothing with it. Like, yeah. just bring my drink. Don't put your hand in the air. Have it down <laughs> beside you and put it on the table. Like, well, if they come out with a FIFA card and got nah. your... <laughs> Never, I've I've never done that. Actually, once, um, early days, early days in Vegas, but then Vegas you could get away with that stuff because no one knows where I am in Vegas. God, no one really talks about Vegas. No one really talks about Vegas. God, tell me about. I, I want to go, but I'm scared about the amount of money I've got to save up to spend and potentially lose. I'm not really a gambler in that. Where have you been? Where have you been on holiday? Have you been uh, the beefer? Been my beefer. Been the beefer. Yeah. You been Marbella? No, I haven't been Marbs yet. Yeah, been Marbs. Nah. Okay. Been Dubai. I've been Dubai. Yeah. All right. But I wasn't. I went to Dubai when it wasn't like that. Oh, when it wasn't like yeah. Then I went with my dad. Then basically, Vegas is an adult's playground. <laughs> anything you want to do, anything you want to be, you can do in Vegas. Like. Literally, you can go from a pool party at 12, finish the pool party at 7, you go to a, go get some food, you go to a club, that club will finish at 7, you go to an after party <laughs> at a club, that finishes at 10, 11, you go back to a pool party. You don't have to ever stay in your hotel. And in between you that, you're going in, in the casinos. In between that, you're going to casinos and stuff like that. Then there's, there's shows. Like Mario Carey will be there, Drake will be there, um, um, Future will be there. But these these guys are coming to the clubs to perform, so you're not paying extra tickets. You're just oh, going okay. to the club, and you got Drake, Lil Wayne, anyone you want to say will be there performing That's at so the club. Mad. I got a touch there, man. I got like it's a madness. Like I went there for my stag do, so I spent ridiculous amounts of money <laughs> on my stag do. But then I've been there. With my, like my me just me and my brother and we were just chilled didn't yeah. spend much yeah so it all depends when you want to go if you go Memorial Weekend silly though but then again it's a, that's that's <laughs> that, if you're gonna go and you want to do it right that's the time to go we'll talk, we'll talk about that off camera we'll everything off-cap. everything's double Memorial Weekend Memorial I've heard, Weekend I've heard, I think I've, I've known people that have gone Miami that said it's just a, a joke and people are picking the yeah. bouncers are picking people out of the queue who's going to come in so me and you could be queuing they'll yeah. get you in and not me yeah like it's a madness but the thing is Miami is a bit Miami gets ghetto isn't it like oh, okay okay it's like loads of like the hoodlums and stuff like that where if you go in Vegas everyone's going Vegas to enjoy themselves yeah like I've been to Vegas five times now I've never seen a fight I've never yeah. seen a fight in Vegas. You got a house there. <laughs> I wish. I wish. Um, I guess I guess your calm lifestyle should come from you getting married young. What made you jump at that choice? I mean, like, 27 wasn't that too bad, but I had a child at 20. Okay. So that kind of did calm me down because before that, like... No one really knows. I'm not, I can't, I can't share, I can't share, I can't share that, I can't share that. But before I met my missus, I was a bit wild and reckless, to be fair. Young problem. Um, young problem, 19, didn't really go out much, didn't really experience it. And then I met this guy, Jacob Mellis, and then he showed me the party life. <laughs> and I was out probably, say, maybe Tuesday, Saturday, I was guaranteed to be out. Do you miss and that? Then, do I miss it? Te- put your wife aside and your family aside. I don't miss it. No, nah. I won't say it. Uh, no, nah, I won't miss it. I don't miss it. 
like, because I still get opportunities to go out and stuff like that. And it's still like, I, I still do. I'm still the same with me in it. Yeah. When I'm out, I'm out. Yeah. But I was reckless. <laughs> like, when I was, I think I was 18, to, 18 going to 19, I didn't save a penny. Didn't so, save a penny that you, whole entire year. Was you one of them people or one of them footballers that you get paid, end of the month, you're scrambling? Scrambling. Scr like, <laughs> asking my mum for money. I'm a footballer and I'm asking my mum for money uh, coming to the end of the month. Last week, guaranteed. Serious? Yeah. And that's from fans. going out? That was from going out. And obviously when you go out, you can't constantly wear the same thing. <laughs> so you have to get new clothes. Like, it's a job. Partying is a job. <sighs> Boy. So when I met my missus, she shut it all down. And to be fair, it made me sensible and obviously more secure than I am now. No, I, I, I hear that. I, hear that. I respect that. You've got to experience that sort that. I think if I didn't do that, I would, um, I would probably would be more reckless now. Yeah. Because, but obviously, because I've done it, it's not one of the things where. Do you reckon that's why footballers nowadays are still getting caught doing it and stuff like that? Because they haven't experienced it from young. They've just literally got come into money and thought, oh, I need to do all of this and this and this and then just get, yeah, control. definitely. Like, obviously, why it's different for me because obviously I came in late, and I always I used to go out before I became pro. So yeah. I was going out like I was always in something like kinetics and OGs yeah. and stuff like that. So them places were spots for me. But those times I never drank. Cause I didn't have the money to drink. <laughs> yeah, so I'll be going to the bar, getting two, three, four drinks, and get a nice little buzz, and that'll be me for the night because I can't be buying drinks all night. Yeah, and obviously the way footballers do it. It's something else, like like. Plus, it's the things that come with it. When they see that, when certain people see the sparklers, well, <laughs> it attracts flies. Exactly, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it's an actual madness where, like, I met this guy Jacob Mess. We'll be going out, and where I used to buy two, three drinks at the beginning of the night. Yeah, he goes. You're never allowed to have one drink in, you're never allowed to not have a drink in your hand. That was that's the rule. That's the rule for the night. And but then that's <laughs> one rule. The next rule, next thing is he'll go to the bar and there'll be four, maybe five of us out. He'll buy a table worth of Jaeger bombs. So it'd be like 60 Jaeger bombs on the table. It was like, yep, yeah, it's three, <laughs> all, all right, it's five, six of us. We're, we're finished this now. So we're doing 50, 60 shots of Jaegers. Like, just apart in the middle of the night. <laughs> How are you surviving? I'm not gonna lie, there were some nights where I was throwing up everywhere, like people carrying me home, <laughs> like <laughs> just the young stupidity stuff. Yeah. But to be fair, it's given me a little a baseline now where now you, I can like you can control if your I drink. go out, I'm drinking like better. Nah, it's good to experience that lifestyle, man. It's good. Um let's talk about your career now. Tottenham Mitchum, you're mashing up the youth team, get called up to the first team. When you get called up to the first team, did you find it hard, like going from youth team football and reserves and then playing men's football? No, not really, to be fair, because I, I always played with older people. Like, even when we were playing like, in, in the parks and stuff, I always played someone older. Like, I always played with my brother, he's two, yeah. always two years older than me. But I went from youth team and then youth team to reserves. Um... And then the reserve manager kept telling the first team manager, like, I've got a player here. But yeah. reserves was men's basically anyway. Okay. Um, but the, man the manager's like, nah, he's a kid. I don't know kids on my team, blah, blah, blah. You get that in non-league as well. like All the time. Like, it's like, nah, he's 17. Like, he ain't gonna be able to handle it. So I had to trial for the first team. I had to literally forget that. I was, obviously, I'm in the reserves. I yeah. had to go and trial for the first team myself to get into the first team. And then he signed you, innit? And then signed me. And then within, like... I played three games. Then the club's like, sign a contract. I was like, I don't want to sign a contract because if a club comes in, I want to be able to just leave. Was was someone advising you then? Or was no. it just, you just knew? I just knew I don't want to sign a contract because if someone comes in, then I don't want them going, oh, you're paying this, this and this much for you. Where I, I just want to be able to go, all right, I'm packing my bags and I yeah. can go. But then they kicked me out. The, they kicked me out the whole club. For not signing a contract? For not signing a contract. They, like, they said, you're not playing reserves, you're not playing youth team. You need to leave the club. So I left and went to AFC Wimbledon and AFC Wimbledon wouldn't pay seven pounds for my registration fee. <laughs> what? So seven pounds? Seven pounds. They wouldn't pay seven pounds for my registration fee. 
and Tina Mitchum were offering me 150 a week and they were paying my taxes. So I was cash, that was cash in hand. And I was a lifeguard and I was getting that extra 150 a week. And I was like, you know what? Let me just take that. So I've gone back, signed the deal. Then within six six games, I've signed for Reading. Didn't you score like every other every game? Every game. Scored every game. Um, then went signed for Reading, went back. And I, like training full time literally just like gave me a, like another level. So when I've gone back, like I was getting hat tricks like basically every other game <laughs> and stuff like that. I remember one time, one summer was that Jamie Lawrence's, like you had disappeared. Cause we used to see you like skillful player, bit very raw. Yeah. Come back, you was this absolutely absolute beast that like he was wham rapid I think he was all running with the ball saying gear one gear two gear three <laughs> sprinting past I said Who, where the f is he like, what is this, what's happened here like what was you eating in the gym like to be fair I've never done the gym that's my oh, thing stop that stop that stop Listen, that stop that you've seen no, you Michael, might I've seen, seen you on Keep. Sky yeah. on Sky take your top off after a game and it's radiator bruv it's jeans, bro. Shut up, man. It's Shut jeans. Up. Unless you're I'm eating you. trees and that. That's not happening, bro. Listen, you're in the so you. at football. You're I'm not in the video. I'll take my top off. Again, I know. It's yeah. all right. It's all right. Pause, pause, pause. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> I tell you, I don't go in the gym. Literally, um, I've never been in the gym because I've just, I've literally grown this way. Like, remember when we was younger and I was five foot five, bruv? More than all you, man. That's what I'm saying. Little skinny guy. And then literally, I grew. As I've grown when I turned 16, I grew wider as well. Hey, West Ham, can I have some of that juice that you lot are giving Mike <laughs> or whatever? <laughs> anyway, all right, cool. Yeah, but I was like, yeah, this guy is a beast. And you've just gone shot, 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 up, 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 and up. But um, let's talk about family. You come from like a quite a big Jamaican family. I remember, you might not know this yet, I had a madness with someone in Clapham Junction. That madness then spiraled into school. I had madness with his cousin. Then it turns out that that guy was your cousin. My nephew. Your nephew. Yeah. And it's like every Jamaican in South London is related to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, what was your what was your like household like? Was it busy? Was it, it quiet? Was a madness. So <laughs> basically, I was me, my brother. And three of my sisters live in the house, my mum and dad. But then my mum always was taking people in, like constantly. So it's like a three bed terrace. But then there'll be me, my brother, my three sisters, my mum and dad. Yeah. And then there'll be like three other people in the house that staying. <laughs> so there'll be like 10, 11 of us in a three bed terrace. And then the rest on a Sunday. Literally on a Sunday, I've got 30 nieces and nephews. Yes. So they're all there on a Sunday at my mum, so it's just carnage. Like, it's just crazy, but we we're all tight-knit. Yeah. Every Sunday, everyone's at my mum, so everyone was just close. It was just, it was like, if you ever ask me, like, what's your favourite time growing up? I'll say Sundays. Yeah, Sundays is big. I, I used to go to, I'm African, but I used to go to my Jamaican friend's house on a Sunday, get food, food's banging, just vibes, isn't it? It's like, vibes, like, like playing games, yeah. like, arguments, funny jokes, <laughs> talking about sex, talking Dr about everything. Drunken uncles and yeah, that. Yeah, bro. No, that's cool. Was your parents strict? Yeah, like crazy strict, like to the stage where people talk about smacks, but I got beatings, <laughs> bruv. Like it was a madness, the stuff that I was getting. But like, it gave me the respect for my mum to this day. Yeah. I'm, sti I'm still slightly scared of my mum. <laughs> like <laughs> on a serious level. Like if I if I say something like a little bit out of tone and my mum raises the voice, it's long. Like, it's long, like, Straight, I shut down. How did your mum take to you playing football? My mum was good with it, to be fair. Like, she always followed me, always got my boots and stuff like that, yeah. even though they were like F30s <laughs> and that. But she always went and got my boots for me. Um, but my dad didn't. Um, my dad, obviously, we didn't have like much money and yeah. stuff like that. My dad always, as soon as I turned 16, he was like, go get a job. I was like, nah, I'm, I'm trying to be a footballer, blah, blah. He's like, nah, nah, that's not a job. Go get a real job, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, he's, he was never a football fan anyway. He was okay. always a cricket man. So, <laughs> Proper yard West man Indies, too, yeah. that's it. So, like, he he was he never came to any of my games growing up or anything like that. So, he wasn't really supportive. But when I made it, he was buzzing for me. Did that annoy you or you, like, just be like, ah, oh, dad, this is for you? 
nah, to, to prove be him fair, wrong. Like it was, I wasn't really too fussed. Like, um, I kind of was doing it for myself anyway. I always said it. Like I always said, I'm gonna be football, I'm gonna be professional, so I'm, I'm gonna keep pushing myself. Um, and I always had my mum there if I ever needed things. She never really came to games and watched me or anything. They weren't really like that supportive, but. If I needed a pair of boots, if I needed anything, I needed money to get there. Yeah. She always gave it to me. You see, like your drive, where did it come from? Did it, I know in our area, there's a lot of people that were very, very good at football. Would you like in your head thinking, I've got to be better than them. I'm pushing myself to get to where they are. And then, and then, um, or was it just, I just love the game. It was more, I just love the game. I'm, I'm going to keep playing. I was like, but I always said to myself, I'm going to be pro. I'm going to be pro. And at then, any standard. Yeah. Because... I always believe you talk it out, it will happen. Yeah. If you keep believing yourself and keep pushing yourself, it will happen. And I always, when there was so much people who was like, you're not going to make it and stuff like that, I always go, that's your opinion. Like still to this day, like I've had a fallout with players and stuff like that because I've always said to myself, I have to believe I am one of the best for me to perform the way I need to perform. And then people will be like, but you're not one of the best. I've got, I've got to believe I am. And people are like, but how can you say you're one of the best, this, that, and that? And I'm like, why do you care about how my, how how I'm thinking? Mm. It's what I need to do for me to perform. Yeah. So leave me to do what I'm doing. But there's certain people out there that want you to say you're not the best, but I'll never not say I'm not one of the best because I need to believe that for me to perform and do what I need to do. Are you the best at West Ham? Am I the best? I'll say well, I'm the best. I am one of the best. <laughs> better. Better. Love that. Um, how did the Reading move come about? Was you like, was it a scout? Was it ag agents or? It was a scout. So no, not really a scout either. Um, so Billy Smith was the manager at the time. And obviously I was playing and playing well, yeah. scoring quite, quite a few goals. And Billy Smith knew Steve Koppel because I think he managed Steve Koppel. Okay. Um, so I think he gave him a call and told him to get scouts down. Um, so the scouts came down and watched three of my games. And then the game, the last game I, they watched is when I played Millwall Reserves. Um, played well in that game. The next day, Mill was like, I want you to train with us. Mill's had this. Millwall, yeah. yeah. So I played with him on a Tuesday. The next day I was training with Millwall um, for the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. They offered me a contract on the Friday, but I had trial with Reading, Reading on the Monday. So I said, like, I can't. I can't accept this. Let me do my trial on Wednesday and I'll get back to you next week. And then trialed on the Monday with the first team. So I'm training now, like I'm going from non-league and I'm training now with like Stephen Hunt, Kevin Doyle, Michael Dubry, the Orlita. Like I thought I was going in to train with like the Rezies. <laughs> I'm in with the first team. Like, it was crazy. And obviously playing completely different training drills where like possession games where there's no goals to score in. So we just got to keep the ball. That's not my game, bro. <laughs> that ain't my game. We're in a small, tiny box. There's 20, 10, 20 of us in that box. Yeah, and I can't knock it and run anywhere. Like, I meant to actually just keep this ball in this little box. Did you, did you, like, like in school, go like, is it, I'm a bit confused there, or did you just run with it? I just run with it. Like, because obviously, they tell me this is a part of the game, yeah. you've got to keep the ball. Yeah. So it's a possession game. So, and one thing is me, I was never technical, like to the stage where once I got the ball, that's when, that's when I'm making my decision what I'm going to do with it. So, but they're like, no, you need to make a decision before you get it. So I'm getting the ball, looking up, where I'm going to pass it, someone's already around you <laughs> taking the ball. I've got the ball again, looking up, seeing where I'm to pass it, someone's taking the ball. So next time I've got the ball and I've just fucking put the ball there. <laughs> Got my back out and I'm like holding it, holding it, <laughs> fighting everybody. You're looking around, trying to pass it. Like I've turned, I've turned it like a nice, easy possession game into a fight. <laughs> I bet you any money you had some pro said, bro, who the fuck is this guy? Bro, literally, no one wanted to be on my team. So yeah. like, what on earth have we signed? <laughs> what on earth have we signed? Like literally, because I'm not going to lie. I was embarrassing at those games. Those games were not me. Like yeah. anything small-sided and without a goal, I just forget it. Like no chance. I struggled with that, those type of things until I got my mid-20s. Like I'm saying to 23, 24, if you took anything small, I struggled because I never did it. Yeah. 
Like I never played, I never trained with no type of academy. So anything I did was non-league and non-league, even like to this day, like when I'm, I'm seeing my son train, when he's trained with certain coaches and he trained with some certain different coaches, you can see the difference. Yeah. And that's what I, I had to learn what these people will learn from academy at, at 18, 19, yeah. 20. And, but the difference is I was learning while having to play games, but difference was with me and with them, why I did well is because I was, was playing man's games where they were playing kids youth game, games yeah. and kids games. So when it got to a match, I was, even though I might not have been bigger than people, but I knew how to use my body. I know what, how to beat somebody because that's the only thing, that's the only thing, I've, um, I've, that's the only thing I knew what to do yeah. is get it. And I don't need to do any skills. I'm knocking it past you. Um, and then I'm going to get the ball in the box. That's all I wanted yeah. to do. Fair enough. Fair, yeah. Everyone learns different. Exactly. No, I hear that. Um, when you signed that pro deal, did you tell me or, or did you just... Yeah, so we I had to give him a call and say, oh, I'm sorry, um, I'm signing for Reading. Because we were both um, sat there. I had an agent at the time okay. in non-league as well, to be fair. Um, and we had to, I sat down, they were like, who do you want to sign for? If you go Mill, we'll more than likely get into the first team and yeah. um, you can start your career. But if you go to Reading, you're going to have to work and probably be in around the reserves more and stuff like that. And I went, I put based it off, basically, Mill and League One, Redham was in the championship always pushing to get in the Premier League yeah. and I was like I believe if you try and push try and go high you could always end up um, I, I could, if I went to Redham and it didn't really work out there was always a good chance for me to be able to always go back to yeah. Millwall yeah. Um, but to be fair everything did work out like I went back to Tootin and Mitchum. I was there for three months got back from Tootin and Mitchum, and um, played one reserve game Jump from non-league football to straight to League One, playing for Cheltenham. How was that? That was hard, mate. <laughs> I got subbed on, subbed off like three times. Shut up! What three games? Yeah, like obviously my first ever game was at Ellen Road. Um, Twenty-two thousand people. First ever professional game at Leeds United. At Ellen Leeds, Road. Ellen Road. Played thirteen minutes. First 13 minutes on <laughs> fire. I like when I say to you, so to this day, I remember how well I played in the first 30 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Just beating my man, getting balls into the box. I was on corners, taking long throws. I was on everything. I bet you were thinking, this is easy. Eat, bro. <laughs> oh my God. Big lead. Yeah. Like, this is dead. Look. And then I've taken a long throw in. Yeah. Balls come back out to me. One man's come to me, you beat him. Another man's come to me, you beat him. Gone to the edge of the box now. Gone to shoot outside the box. Kish Noble's put his foot on the other side of the ball I'm sh as I'm shooting. Tore three ligaments in my ankle. 13 First minutes game. in. Oh, First, yeah. 13 minutes in, mate. Three ankles gone. I was Obviously, first game, I was like, I ain't coming off. <laughs> yeah, so I'm limping around the pitch, like, just trying my hardest. Managed to stay on until the 28th minute. But, like, my ankle blew up. Out for three months for my first game. Did you go straight back to Reading? Went straight back to Reading to my um, rehab. rehab. Then went back to Colchester and it was just like, oh, I was just like rusty, mate. Like stop, start, yeah. getting subbed on, getting <laughs> subbed off. I don't even think I even scored for Col uh, for Cheltenham. So when you've signed this pro and you're playing these games, did you think, yeah, I've made it? No. One thing with me is I always believe... Um, and I've always said this to everyone I've spoken to. I've seen so many people play 10, 15 pro games and then drop out the league. Yeah. Like I've seen so much people do that. So I've always said, until you've played 150, you've got 150 caps underneath your belt. You're not pro. Like, because then you're established. Yeah. Like, then you've done it. You've played those games, so these people now, these people can now trust that you can play. And where one person's not feeling you, another person's gone. Nah, he's done it. Yeah, he's got 150 caps on him. Like he can play. So all these people like playing 10, 15 games, and they feel like they've made it. You're like anything can happen. You're basically still on trial, then, isn't it? Because you're still fighting for your shirt. Whereas you've got 150 games, you're established in the league. Exactly. Experience someone, someone, everyone knows who you are in it. Yeah. It's a good way to look at things, look at, look at the game to be fair. And not a lot of people 
see it like that. They just see it as I've signed on a dotted line. I'm getting money in my account. And you put football on my Instagram, yeah. on my Twitter. Did your family think you'd make it? Did you? Did your family think you'd made it? All of them, all your family. Like, it's a difficult one to be fair. Like they, yeah, I'll say yeah. Like, cause they, my family don't really understand football. <laughs> like, if you ever, if you ever get opportunity to go to Jamaica and watch a Jamaican game, yeah, and you hear what the stuff that the fans are saying, <laughs> <laughs> like they don't really like don't they don't really understand football. Like it's, um, like so obviously me now working and it's my, now my full time job. Yeah. Think, yeah, Michael's made it. Blah blah blah. Um, but obviously. I didn't have a lavish start lifestyle because I wasn't making much money. Yeah. And I didn't I've not really made much money until I'll say my last contract. And I was what was I, 26, 27 is where I've really started making real money like and life changing money. Life changing money. Before that, I always had to thought, okay, what job am I gonna do when I retire? Now I can actually think, you know what? If I'm not happy, if I, I can pick a job where I'm like, you know what, if I'm not happy that I don't have to do it, I can chill and I know I'm going to be investing my money well enough for me to actually go, you know what, this is what I want to do. And if I, if it's, if it's not, then I'll quit and I'll, I'll find something that I want to enjoy Yeah, because I know I'm going to be secure. You spoke about investments. So you're saying you're not set for football off. I mean, life after football, but you've got things in motion just look after yourself. Yeah. Have you had any investments go wrong? Oh, have I? <laughs> yeah. My first thing, I, I tried to start a clothing label. 200 grand lost out of my Serious? life. Serious? Yeah. Um, is that from Is that from people, You the people you're giving your money to, like just doing mad things? No, or you so just doing I, I was involved in myself because obviously it's something that I, I, I loved clothes and yeah. stuff like that. Like still to this day, I love clothes. Like, I've, I've got ridiculous amounts. My wardrobe is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. It's not not straight today, <laughs> <laughs> but like um, obviously, I'm really into clothes. So I was I was proper design. I was drawing and designing my own clothes, and then okay. I was getting a proper designer. And then I was going like Portugal, so I was getting the best fabrics and everything to do it. Right, and not, then you're not like you're proper not shortcutting everything. No, not, most people proper, go to like China, India, and do it no, that way. I was like prop like with me. With my clothes, I care about fabrics and how it feels on my skin and stuff yeah. like that. So I was getting the best fabrics, every all the designs, everything was a joke. Then people were going on the website. People were like, oh, I really like your clothes. I did Fashion Week. I did everything with it. And everyone's like, oh, buzzing off the clothes, blah, blah, blah. Could I get sales though? <laughs> At, people, like the amount of people were like, oh, I love your stuff, this yeah. and that. But to get them to actually put money in their pockets and buy the stuff, one of the hardest things ever. And, I, and then got to a stage where I was like selling maybe five, six, seven things. And like, but it was just like, everything was just dragging. And I was like, yeah. you know what? I'd rather just like, rather not. I'd rather just call it a day. But you weren't established as a footballer then. If you reckon if you did that now, not not putting an idea in your head, because yeah. you've probably passed that. Would you reckon it would be a lot better? No, because... I'm I'm a person where, like I said before, like I don't want to be that person where everyone knows me. Okay. So when I was doing it, they didn't. I didn't put my name to it. I just put my clothes out there because I want people to buy it. Yeah. Because I wanted it to outlive my career. So if it worked, I wanted to work forever, not work while I'm playing. Yeah. That's where cool. there's loads of people are out there now and go, yeah, this is my clothing label, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm not going to lie, they're eating. Like they yeah. are eating because they've got their fan base and they're using their fan base to make, get their clothing. Yeah. But I wanted, I wanted something where if it, if it blows, it blows and it keeps going. Type yeah. It thing. blows because people like it, not just because people are buying it because of yeah. who's behind it. No, it makes sense. Um, You spoke about jamaica and like i asked you about your family if they thought you'd make it did you get any cousins or other family members pop up and be like oh michael like yeah big big um big footballer give lend me this or give me that i'm constant or even like, now it's it's one of those things where obviously i've even i've had friends i've had friends call me up for money like i've had people who i know for a fact gone 
Bruv, you ain't a baller, like, this, that, and that to other people going, I don't know how he's made it, this, that, and that. And then call me up and go, oh, we should go for a coffee. And I'm like... You you was cussing me not too long ago. Bruv, you know the people you're talking to tell me shit. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, I've I've had other people call me and go, listen, be careful when you come back to the bits because people say they're going to rob you. Like, and I'm like, okay, cool. And the people are saying that are people that I knew growing up. Yeah. And it's just one of those things where you're like, you know what? Obviously, me becoming the footballer, I left, I literally went from London, where I was living in London, commuting to Reading, to Sheffield, some other part of the world. And And I went from Sheffield to Nottingham, then from Nottingham back into London with my biggest deals and my biggest money. Yeah. So, but even though I've had, I've heard all that and all this, nothing's ever, nothing's ever like, to be fair, like touch wood, whatever it is, <laughs> like nothing's ever really happened. Like I've, I've always, and it, even when I first came back, I was quite flashy to be fair. Yeah. I always had like all the biggest designer watches and stuff like that because cars. I'm a collector. Yeah. I had cars and everything. And I always came back to the area because obviously it's my bits, man. Like I'm not going to not come to my area. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, nothing's really happened. But what, what do you think about when that happens? Like when you hear so-and-so saying this and this about me, if I come back, like, and most of them look on like, I know it sounds dumb, but they all look on football manager and see you're on X, Y, Z and think, rah, like he's not, why, uh, this was my guy in school. Why ain't he helping me out? Like, Like, what are you thinking when they, when you're hearing these people are targeting you? Like, obviously they feel like, especially at the times when they were saying it, I was at, I think, yeah, I was at Sheffield Wednesday. Like, Sheffield Wednesday, I weren't making nothing at Sheffield Wednesday. But obviously, they think I'm a footballer and they see what all the superstars are making. Yeah. And they so they're thinking, all the same. He's, he must be on that. Like, <laughs> he's on peas, bruv. Like, this and that. But like, these times, not nothing. Not nothing. Like, um, I've just made enough just to pay mortgage on my house that I bought. <laughs> like, and the rest of it, everyone, I'm like, I'm probably probably in the same life as you, but only thing is I've got, I've been able to buy a house. Yeah. And that's it. They don't, but I don't think they see that. They no. just think he can buy whatever he wants. He's a footballer and it's constant. Like it's always going to come in. Like yeah. he has to help us out. But like, it's not the case. Like. like the other day I was going back through my pictures and it was like, what was it? I think I went for a picture, what was it? Just before, is that not Forest? Yeah, not in Forest. And like, my best clothes when I was at Norton Forest, and this was six years ago, was like um, Alexandra McQueen. Like, Alexandra McQueen. I got it now. I think I got it announced. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know. I see it still. I've got that jumper. I bought it the other day. Yeah. Alexandra McQueen. Like, but then those were the stuff that I was like, like buzzing. Like, I was like, yeah, that's my, that's my thing. Yeah. And that was only six years ago. Like now, obviously, I've got a few designer things and stuff like that, where it's like LV and stuff yeah. like that. But still to this day, I, my mentality is different. Like I can't spend, I can't spend a bag on a jacket. I can't, I'll have to go in the cell. Physically, I, you can't. I, physically, I, I, you I can. probably could. Not yeah. probably, you could. I could. Yeah, Times I could. 10, you could buy could. 10 of them, but... I can't. Mentally, I can't. Physically, I could. Mentally, I can't spend a bag on a jacket. Like, it hurts me. Like, the other day I saw my missus bought me for Christmas. On my birthday, she got me a Dior short suit. I love, like, a short suit type thing. Yeah, all black. And then I saw it in the shop. 900 pounds, bruv. <laughs> I went home here. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing, bruv? Like, why are you spending that money on this? Bruv, like, I've got bare fresh ego stuff in the house. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what are, you, are you spending 900 pounds for a fresh ego on 100? Like, I lost it with her. She's like, I'm buying you a gift. How are you so ungrateful, blah, blah. Because to be fair, she works in it. Like, yeah. she's a lawyer herself. So. Okay, okay. So she actually spent her own money on it. It's not like I'm brushing her because she's spending mine. But even though she's spending her own, I'm still like, it's a waste of money. Yeah. Man. 
you're quite like where do you get this mentality from because coming from like you're saying your upbringing weren't a lot of money when you get money it's like you've only spent it going out early early days why have you so why are you so like reserved and strict with yourself I, I won't say I'm reserved and strict to be fair because I do spend yeah like but I, said, like, look got, at that. I love clothes that's so. a gift though if you love clothes so what it's nine bills like yeah. you're a prem boy like that's nothing that's like 90 quid to me yeah. do you like, know what I'm saying <clears throat> I, it not, not scared me my financial advisor because I met him when I was what 21 22 and he's like, he come to me at a time and I was renting, renting a big house. I had a big car. Yeah. And he's gone to me, your outgoings are more in, are more than your incomings at 22. I was like, what? So like, your outgoings are more than your incomings. I was like, no chance. Because I, I always had money at the end of the month. <laughs> at these times I always had money at the end yeah, of the month. Yeah. Like it was a bit tight, but... <laughs> I was like, I had money at the end of the month. So I was like, I'm not asking only for money. So yeah. I'm, I'm all right. Yeah. He's like, nah, because the way everything's going now, sporadically over the month, you feel like you've got money all the way through because then you get paid. But your, your outgoings is more than your incomings. He, has, he sat me down and made me write down everything. And my outgoings, my incomings was five grand a month. My outgoings was 500, 500 pounds more than my incomings. Wow. And I was like... How? I was like, how? Because I didn't even notice because, but everything was just coming out. Yeah. But I had, everything was coming out small, 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 small. And then by the time I should have been struggling, I'm getting paid again. Okay. So I was like, okay. And he said, if you keep going this way, what job do you want to do? Because you've been a postman or what? What do you want to be? <laughs> don't this postman. My dad's a postman. Don't this postman, bro. <laughs> but but no, it wasn't, it wasn't you won't get your blank statements if it weren't from my dad and that, yeah? So just, just a second. Oh, talk right. about... Talk so about... So most of the time of a queen and my man postman. <laughs> <laughs> talk about some other thing, yeah? Don't talk about postman, yeah? Shout out Royal Mel, yeah? <laughs> so, like, literally, I was like, all right, cool. What do I need to do? And then from there, he was just, like, being on me on my case on my case but like investments have gone like those investments have gone wrong like i'm i've well so i'm invested in like i invested in another thing for 90 grand another thing for 70 grand like and money's just like gone you see like when you're losing this money are you bruv <laughs> so like like self side wants to come out of me in it because, <laughs> and the thing is, I'm losing this money. It's not my side. It's not my fault as well. It's other people's yeah. faults. And I'm like, bruv, like they're like Mike. Mike, it's just, it's just gone. Yeah. It's just and gone. the thing is, I know these guys are cowboys. <laughs> and the thing is, you, you know, when you grow up, like when we grow up, you're like, we, we deal with stuff yeah, different. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. People get punched up. Like it's straight. <laughs> and I'm like, bruv, I can't do it. Like, I actually can't do it. Like, yeah. I actually have some type of status now. I, I can't walk around beating people up. But like, literally. Like, bruv, ninety thousand pounds, yeah. Like, I've, I, I don't think I've ever seen that. Like, it's ridiculous. Like to this day, like it burns me. And I'm like, he's like, I just don't have it. Just don't have it. I can't. I well, can't. literally, I just don't have it. Yeah, he's like, I just don't have it. Just don't have it. But ninety thousand pounds, man, lost my money. And he just tell always, always says to me, I just don't have it. And the thing, worst thing is, he didn't just lose it. He spunked it. So man took my money, and spunked my money. Because he was trying to live a lifestyle that he wasn't living. And then he's like, oh, I just don't have it. Hit rock bottom. Because he was on drugs and everything. I had to go oh, to wow. rehab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit rock bottom. And then he's like, yeah, I just don't have it now. Just don't have it. You've given him this money. He's meant to invest it and double, um, double your money. And then he's just gone and done a madness. And yeah. then, oh, all right, cool. Yeah, we'll take, that'll probably get you hot. So we'll talk about something else. Um, <laughs> Let's talk about your celebrations, yeah? Cause you always do a madness. Where's that come from? Like music or just, you just think, let me just copy what my kids are into. No, it was more about like, obviously it got to a stage where I've just got to the prem. And I was like, I need to be different. Like, I need to be different. I, I want to be remembered for something. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? No one's really, like, people are doing celebrations, but no one's really doing celebrations. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I want to be known for it. Like, I want to be known for the celebration guy. And obviously, I was watching Simpsons at night. 
<laughs> and then I saw Homer do that and I was like, this is the one. If anything's going to start it, this has to be it. So if I score tomorrow, this is the one. And then literally that went viral. And then from there, I had to do it. You had to do something different. Something like. different every time. Do you like, do you practice them? Like do you play a tune and then practice them or just go out there and just score nah, and do it? I have to practice them. Because if I want to do it, I want to do it properly, <laughs> innit? Like, like the Ali G one, I did that for ages. <laughs> I was in my change because at half time we're in hotels, isn't it? Yeah. So I'm in the hotels and I'm like studying. <laughs> I'm on YouTube, like, what, what am I going to do? And then the worm, I had to do that in, in my room. Like, because you can get the worm wrong. You don't look like, a, you're, like you're having a fit on the ground. So <laughs> I had to do it properly. <laughs> um, so nothing to do with music. Like music doesn't inspire it. It's just what, what you it's watch. What I feel and... in the day, yeah. Like, yeah. I even get people to send, send me stuff because obviously... I was scoring quite a few goals, so I kept to, I was like running out of stuff. Um, so <laughs> I, I was like, yes, people send me some celebrations. So you're not, you're not a fan hard. of the box standard knee slide and that? Nah, man. So you just got, you got to be different. This is going to be my little spin. So when I retire, I'll be like, oh, the celebration guy. <laughs> yeah. You kept it kind of humble when you bagged that hat trick. Was it, no, was it hat trick or was it four? Four. Four. You kept it quite humble then. Because I just didn't feel right celebrating without no fans. Yeah. And the next thing is, I, I don't, I've not celebrated since VR's coming. Have you not noticed? Because because you don't know if it's... I don't know. So what is your, like as as a footballer and your team like as footballers, what is it like? One, no fans, and two, having to wait before something kicks in. It's awful. Like especially with my like my overhead kick I did with with City. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to run around and go crazy. <laughs> yeah, but I honestly thought Thomas handballed the ball, so yeah. I was like. I've just run to Thomas go, oh, did you handball it? He's like, I don't know. So I still can't celebrate. <laughs> so we're all talking in the, we're huddling and talking. Like going, did you handball? He's like, I don't know. And then Dex like, did you handball? We like, don't know. So we're just huddling and waiting for a decision to be made. And then they're like, yeah, but then by the time they make the decision, it's three, four minutes later, I can't run and celebrate. So I was like, okay, yeah, oh, nice goal, mate. Well done. <laughs> um, and the fans, do they like drive you to play better? Definitely. Like when the fans are there, obviously the levels of running and stuff like that is higher and the last 20 minutes is more intense. Yeah. Um, without it, everything's more calm. Everyone can play easier football. Yeah. You can hear what each other is saying. So it does make the football easier. And that's why I, I believe that there's more goals and more stuff like that because mm. it makes actually playing football easier where you can hear each other speak and you can tell someone man on and they can actually hear you. Um, but there's no football without fans, to be fair. Football, it's not the same. Yeah. Even watching it with the fan noise, I switched that off and watch it without it. Let me ask you something, yeah? I just popped into my head. With your celebrations, would Nova have celebrated like that? And, <laughs> and please tell the people watching and listening who is Nova. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you brought this up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. <sighs> Nova used to be my little nickname I had growing up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so God. Nova's a little nickname I used to have growing up, to be fair. Uh would he have done the worm and the Ali G and No, no, he went off. To be fair, Nova's not Nova Nova's not who Mikel is. Like <laughs> Nova and Mikel are completely different. Like Nova is more of a Michael thing, isn't it? Michael is nice and quiet and chilled. You get me? Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. another thing I've got to pull you up on. Mike, I know you, Michael. Yeah. Who the hell is Mikel? Listen, you gotta have different personas. <laughs> So you're playing football. You're so Michael isn't a pro. Mikel is. Mikel's a pro. This is so. I was thinking. No, I'm to not, be hold fair. On. I'm not. I'm not. Hold on. Who the hell is Mikel, bro? Why is he spell his name like that? No, no, no. To be fair, um, I was always Mikel, but growing up in South London, it's a mess, isn't it? Yeah, no one's and, calling you Mikel in school, bro. And my teachers taught me my name wrong in it. <laughs> <laughs> on my passport. On my passport, on my day, on my birth certificate, on everything, it's Mikel. But my whole entire childhood, I've been called Michael. Whole entire childhood. So I just like it's one of those things where I didn't even notice until I was fourteen. 
I didn't look at my passport. I didn't look at my birth certificate. Yeah. Nothing. So I was always taught to spell my name as Michael. Okay. A E L. Yeah. So I've always told everyone my name's Michael until I was fourteen. And I saw my passport. I was it's A I L. So it actually is Mikel. And I was like, I'm like, Mum, my passport's wrong. She's like, No, it's right. I was like, It can't be right. Like, I've been, that means I'm spelling my name wrong all the time. She's like, Yeah, you must be. All my GCSEs, everything. It's Michael. All that's void now. Yeah, it's Michael didn't exist. Um. Let's go back to football now. So throughout your career, you moved out of London. How did you find that adjustment? Like moving from commuting to Reading and then getting a house in Sheffield? It was hard at first, to be fair. Obviously, London, the hustle bustle, everyone's in a rush. Like I just got used to it. Yeah. Shops are constantly open. <laughs> like I can leave my house at 12 and go, yeah, I'll go to off license yeah. and get something. Up north. Six o'clock, bro. Everyone's in the house. <laughs> like, don't think you could get to a shop after six. It's one of them ones where if you're walking around or driving around after after six, people are looking out the window like, like what are you doing? What's going on there? You said, Mate, it's, it is crazy. Like, and then everyone's driving speed limits. Like, everyone's driving so slow. No one's got anywhere to go. And if they got somewhere to go, they're in no rush to get there. <laughs> To the stage where I got so used to that life, like where the, seeing the countryside and stuff like that. Yeah. When I moved back to London, I hated it. Serious. Hated it. Like it was just too, I couldn't get used to the, how busy it was. Couldn't get used to the rush. Couldn't used to nothing. So it was, I found it so difficult to get used to. And you're a big man. So, so when you're walking through like a shopping site, someone's barge, like a little woman will barge you. And like, yeah. you're like, like, you like, got to lock your core in and stuff like that. <laughs> But it's crazy. Up there, you're like, you're walking. Everyone's like, oh, good morning. Like, no <laughs> one's looking in your face in London. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. And then, um, but now I'm back in London. Like, London's the best place. Nova's back in. Like, Half yeah. of Nova's back in. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, compared, but obviously missing the kids are up, up north. Uh, so you get, I get a bit of both. Yeah, that's and good. It's, it's sick, to be fair. Um, So you sign up West Ham, big London club. How was that? Was you was you itching to sign or did you think, yeah, this is me. I'm going to make a small point now. Yeah, because what was it? When I signed, I played championship. Yes, yeah, so I was playing championship for five years now uh, for when I signed there. And then I've always had people saying, oh, you're good, but you're just not consistent enough for the Premier League. You're good, but you're just not consistent enough for the mm. Premier League. Um, you, you'll have games where you're eight, nine, then you'll have games where you're four or five. You need to be a flat seven constantly yeah. to get that opportunity. So keep hearing that through my career, seeing people nick moves on let, getting let by their, they're nicking moves to the Premier League, but then I was getting better stats and stuff than them in the champ. And I was like, I was like, how are they getting moves? And I'm not getting these moves. Yeah. Like, um, But then it was the exact same thing. Just not consistent enough. You're not, you, you're doing it one game and you're not doing it another. Like you need to be consistent. So when I got that final opportunity to actually get there um, and get the opportunity, I was like, all right, I've got here. So I, I need to stay here now. I need to do it. And, to, and like, I need to make sure I understand like I was ready and I, I can play in the Premier League. I read something, yeah. The captain, uh, Mark Noble, he pulled you up on um, being late to the team meeting. And he's saying it's not the first time. Are you like that? wasn't That wasn't the <laughs> captain. That was the manager. Oh, was it? The, yeah, I read that today. Was it was David a, Moyes. Oh, is it? Yeah. So, hot like that. I got back from injury. I got back. I got back from injury. This is the first time he was here. Got back from my injury, and he. I was back and available for the game, but he was like, "No, you, you, I'm gonna leave you. I'm leaving you home." And you're doing training one week, one on one with Stuart Pierce. So I yeah. stay back and I do training just a little on my own. And then, so I trained all that week. And then I thought I was going. He was like, now you're doing it again. So I did another single session on my own. And I was like, what's the problem, bro? <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, what is this? Like, because before that, if I'm fit, I'm back, I'm available. Yeah. Like, I'm always in and around the team. But he was like, just leaving me. And then he's finally put me in the squad now. And he's gone, finally put in the squad. But before I got injured, we used to meet at the hotel. Um, but actually, no, it's a lie, actually. 
I was late to training once. Fine. I was late to training. That's a fine. Yeah. So I was late to training. <laughs> and then we were meant to meet and that was the day before. And where, but I was just injured and we used to meet at the hotel, but this time they met at the stadium. Yeah. But this was, it was the day before we were meant to meet for the game. I've gone to the hotel and they were meeting at the, at the stadium. Do you not check your group chat? See, but those times I didn't have WhatsApp and they did their thing on WhatsApp. So I used to go to the person and go, what, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But obviously my, my, my mind, we always met at the hotel. So yeah. I went to the hotel. But the fact, the fact is I was late the day before for training. <laughs> and then I was late for the game. I got to the game as he's finished the team meeting. He's like, go home. Yeah. So I literally packed my bags, went back home. You must have like bucked up your ideas because now you're like probably one of his favorite players now, isn't it? At first, yeah. it's hit to and be miss. fair, we, we, he, he, he still had some problems with me. To be fair, <laughs> like over the COVID times, like obviously I was having the baby and stuff. Okay, okay. So Congrats. it wasn't really me, um, but like there was times where I was meant to be coming in training, and then my missus like was meant to missus like having pains and stuff. Yeah. So I was like, all right, call him, we'll take her to the hospital. But then. It was nothing. Then I said, all right, cool, I'm coming in. And then if something else happened, then I just didn't call. I just didn't turn up for training. And then obviously, I, but I called, this was like 10 minutes before training meant to start. Obviously he set up a session and yeah. stuff. So I've ruined his numbers because obviously it's not just for me, it's for the team yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. So we like, he still had a bit some problems, but obviously if you're performing on the field, you can kind of let things, certain things slide. Fair enough. That's not really the message you want to push to aspiring players. But listen, you got there and I'm it's not, happening for you. I'm not saying that. Obviously, <laughs> professionalism is key in it. Like, as, as a footballer, I say, first things first is being professional. Yeah. Second is being trustworthy. And then I put it down to ability and work ethic. Fair enough. That's good. Um, at West Ham, you've got quite a few characters in that team. Have you had any bust-ups of any of them or anything... <laughs> I've had bust ups like on the training pitch. I'm not gonna say who. Yeah, but don't say who, but I've had bust ups. So basically, um there was one day where we were training. I don't know why, but train got a bit heated in training. And I've taken a shot outside the box. I've taken the shot. The shot has missed the goal and hit the back fence. And by the time the ball's hit the back fence someone smashed me in the knee. So think about how late that is. Yeah. I've taken the shot. The <laughs> ball has now hit the back fence and someone's come He's meant that. shot me from down from my knee. So I've kind of like fallen on top of him. As I fall on top of him, I've like got a bit of head loss. Like I was going to swing. And then I caught myself for, nah, like don't do this. Yeah. No need to fight. But you know when like the rage just like takes you. So I get up off him and I stand up and then he stands up. But my rage like, from inside just takes over. So I grab him by his hair and like pin his face in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> grab my hair, pin his face in the ground. Like, but then that's what I did the punching up him. But just pin his face in the ground like, and just held him there. And then I let go. You look all good now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No nah, man. Um, Michael, man, thank you for coming on. You've dropped some gems on there. Like, your come up's pretty different and it's, it's amazing to come through the way you did non-league and then go straight to the problem being one of the top boys at his club. Um, thank you for coming on and I hope we get to see more of you and you're not injured scoring goals. Thanks for having me, man. No, nah, no problem, man. All right, quick fire round. Um, best player you've played with? Dimitri Payet. Best manager you've had? Throw up between Alan Pardew and Brendan Rodgers. Worst trainer? You can say yourself, early days. M me. <laughs> best stadium you've played in? Nathalie, new Tottenham ground. Uh, changing room clown? Declan Rice. Player most likely to be a manager? Robert Snodgrass. <laughs> Best atmosphere? Um, still Derby. Yeah? Yeah. Um, most money spent on a night out? 
15. Okay. Oh, yuck. Um, best fancy dress outfit. My elf outfit. Not the snowman that cost no, you no, your number. No. That was, that's the most expensive fancy dress outfit. <laughs> um, biggest fine you've paid? 20k. For what? When I was late for that game. Wow. Most memorable moment? My kids. Fair. What would you have been if you wasn't a footballer? PE teacher. And a lifeguard. <laughs> <laughs> and biggest regret? Biggest regret. To be fair, I really got my regrets, you know. Yeah? Yeah. Happy with the way things are going? Yeah. Thank you, man. No problem. Cheers. Cheers.